Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. All right, everybody is looking good. We want to welcome you. This is the Global Watch International Call. It's February 9th, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. This hour, we're excited because we're always excited for this hour because it's the Africa Watch. And we have Pastor Kim from Uganda and Pastor Edward. And so we're really looking forward to that. Let's see. Hannah, do you want to open us up in prayer? I would love to. I just got really good news here in Canada. They're lifting in Alberta, in my province. They're lifting all passports tonight. All vaccine passports are lifted at midnight tonight. So there's a lot of excitement here in Canada. It's happening in a couple of provinces at the same time. Is that is that nationwide or is that just your no. province? No, there's a couple of provinces following suit, though. So it's happening. Prayers are being answered. Let's uh, uh, grab that with faith and run with it. Come on, guys. Oh, absolutely. We say Come every on. every province. Yeah, right across. Amen. Wow. Amen. So, Father, we come before you tonight, Lord, so thankful at your hand at work, Lord, even at times where we're really wondering where things are going. You are always there, always at work, always working out your redemptive purposes, Lord. And your timing's always perfect. So, Father, we come into this watch tonight, Lord, with our ears attuned to your spirit, Father, with our eyes watching carefully, and Father, always pressing into this Africa watch, who always lead us in your ways, Lord. We so respect these brethren, and we just ask a blessing over them tonight, and that you take us deeper into you through this hour, in Yeshua's mighty name. Good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Our God is the same. The times may change, but God is the same. He remains the same forever, so we can always count on him. We need him. Uh, Welcome to African Watch. As we proceed this morning, Nigeria morning, I would like to just declare Psalm 93, just five verses. And soon after I do that, Sister Charity Chemjo is going to pray over the word, and then we move from there. The Lord reigns. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed. He has girded himself with strength. Surely the word is established so that it cannot be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their voice. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters than the mighty waves of the sea. Your testimonies are very sure. Holiness adorns your house, O Lord, forever. Amen. Amen. So we would just um, receive a word. 
And I will ask Sister Charity to pray before the word comes. <clears throat> okay. Good morning, everybody. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before your presence this morning, this evening. We thank you for gathering us together at a time such as this. And we are excited that you've brought us to the African Watch as the body of Christ. We thank you for the love. We thank you for the unity. We thank you, Lord, just for your presence of encouragement this morning. We especially thank you because you're the same God. You have encouraged us through the Psalms 93. You've also encouraged us through that beautiful worship song that you are the same God and you're doing things just like you did during the time of David when the floods had lifted up, Lord. We've come to a time when we feel that the floods have lifted up over the nations, but you are still God. Just like you were during the time of Esther, when she was an orphan and she was cared and she was taken from her people. And yet, Lord, you stood by her and you stood by Mordecai. We thank you for the testimonies that you've been hearing throughout the whole of life last week and this week, and the encouragement that you have been uh, calling us to be encouraged. So now, as we gather together, we pray that you're going to open our ears, that we might hear what it is that you're saying to the church, open our eyes, that we might see you are still on the throne. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, you're touching lives, you're changing situations. Thank you, Lord, even for the testimony you've had from Canada and many more that you are hearing. We come to your feet with expectation at your feet. And we ask that heavenly father, you are going to, we are going to receive from you what you have for us this day. We pray for the speaker. We pray for everybody else who is coming on. We pray for the prayers that you are going to have this session. We ask that your presence is going to be with us. We're going to be in fellowship to the glory and honor of your name. In Jesus name we pray and believe. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Charity. Just in a few minutes, we would just receive a word from the Lord. But I want to begin by thanking God for the Global Watch platform. This has really help. It's, it's not like it's God knew we will be where we are today and he started working on us before we got there. So I am very thankful for the vision of the Global Watch, the encouragement, the enlightenment, and the support that it has given to also, I don't know about everybody else, but I know what this platform has done in my life and I, I am thankful for to God for it and also to the leadership to uh, Fred and Sue for yielding to the Lord to walk this path. We are living in very uncertain times, very difficult times and we it encourages us to know what the Lord would have us to do each time. And we are praying and asking the Lord, what is your mind for the season in which, to which we have come? What are you saying to us? What is the sign? What is this about? And I trust the Lord this morning to just share a few things that the Lord has put on my heart that I believe would help us as we pray and also help us to understand in certain ways what the Lord might be doing in the, in the time we are in. 
At the beginning of this year, 2022, the Lord began to impress on my heart that we have not just come into a new year, but that we are entering a new prophetic season. A new prophetic season, the fourth seven years of the 21st century. So it's both the beginning of 2022 and also the beginning of the a new prophetic week, the fourth seven years of the 21st century. And that it's not like the seven years that ended 2021, but this is a new season entirely. And um, the Lord helped me to see some five biblical patterns or models that could help us to understand this season. And it does help to really know, yeah, this is in, this is hot, this is the winter, this is the summer, it helps us to know because the seasons have a way of shaping the things that we do. So there are five biblical patterns or models that I'll be sharing with us. That's what the Lord has, you know, given me to help me understand, and I believe to help the body understand where we are. The first is the fourth day of creation narrative in Genesis chapter 1, 14 to 19, where God made the luminaries and he gave the greater light power to rule over the day, the moon to rule over the night. He made the stars also, and he set them to be for signs and for days and for years. And this is what the Lord said to me from that passage. He said, in these 47 years of the 21st century, there is the power shift has moved to the heavens. The heavens will rule. It doesn't matter who sits on the throne, but the power has shifted to the heavens. And this is illustrated in Daniel chapter four, where Nebuchadnezzar was humiliated, sent to the bush, looked like an animal, and ate grass like animals until he understood that the heavens rule. And then he came back to his senses and his glory was returned to him. So as we come into this season, this 47 years of the 21st century is like a reenact of the fourth day of creation narrative when God set power over the earth in the heavens to give light without the sun, no light. The sun tells us it's time to get up. It's time to go to bed, controlling the seasons. So in the same way, we are light bearers for God and our place at this time is in the heavens. We are seated in the heavenlies to give light, to give direction 
and to bring some control. And by faith, we take that place in the name of Jesus. Then the second model is the fourth book of the Bible. In the fourth book of the Bible, God gave Moses a command to number Israel. Moses carried out a census of Israel, the fighting men of Israel and the leaders. And then there was another census in Numbers 26. The people were numbered. By the time of the second census, most of the men who came out of Egypt had perished, including Moses. I mean, including Aaron and Miriam. It was just Caleb and Joshua that remained. The fighting men had gone. And the Lord said to me that in these 47 years, I'll be raising fighting men, but they will also be going through some screening. In the book of Numbers, some who were screened out who could not endure hardness. There was too much complaining. Oh, we don't have this food, we don't have that, we don't have water, we don't have murmuring. So many who could not endure the hardness of the season were screened out. The second group screened out were those who did not understand or submit to spiritual leadership, did not submit to authority. The Korah company, because those who lead must learn to follow, they were screened out. So the Lord will help us to keep ranks even in this season to submit to his authority first and foremost and to also recognize leadership that he has set in the body and receive direction. It's important to me that it's the soldiers, the fighting men that were counted first in the book of Numbers. That was the first command, number the people because this is battle season prepare for war. And then the third group screened out were those who could not control their emotions or their appetites. Moses and Aaron, Moses said, the Lord was angry with me for your sake because he got angry, he got mad with the people. And those who perished in Numbers 25 because they could not handle their appetites. So we are in a season of preparation for war, in a season of war that requires some discipline, that requires some screening, and we trust God that he would help us to not be screened out in this season, that we will be in the company of Joshua and Caleb, who will move on with the Lord even in this season. The third model, the third uh, biblical pattern is the fourth chapters of the Bible. From the fourth chapters of the Bible, we see that's when the adversary appears. The adversary shows up in the fourth season. In Genesis chapter four, 
Cain killed his brother. Ezra chapter 4, Sambalat and Tobiah. Nehemiah chapter 4, we see the same thing. Sambalat and Tobiah. In Matthew chapter 4, and in Luke chapter 4, Satan himself came and tempted Jesus. So the temptations of Jesus are recorded in the four chapters of the Bible. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus and the disciples were troubled by the tempest, where Jesus spoke to the wind, said, peace be still. There was no persecution in the book of Acts until chapter 4. When they told them, you must not speak in this name anymore. In John chapter 4, people began to complain about, compare Jesus with John the Baptist. He moved from Judea and went into Galilee because he said the prophet is not without honor except among his own people. So is a time of vigilance, is a time to watch is a time to watch, like we have in Nehemiah chapter 4. Yeah, we're building, but we are watching also because the adversary shows up in the fourth season. Many people who came out of Egypt in the second book of the Bible did not make it through the fourth season. Israel was a united kingdom under Saul, under David, under Solomon, but divided in the fort when the fort leader came up. So we are in a time when we must be vigilant because of the adversary. James chapter four, verse seven says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. First Peter chapter five, eight to nine says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfastly in the faith, knowing that the same suffering I experienced by your brother, brotherhood in the world. So these are trying times the adversary is showing up in different ways, and there is no nation is exempt from it. The shaking is happening everywhere. It would look like the only safe place is in God. The book of Psalms, chapter 4, we said, How are they increased that trouble me? Who said there is no help for him in God? Thou, oh Lord, that is shared for me. The fourth model, the fourth pattern is the 47 books of the Bible, the 47 books of the Bible, the Song of Songs, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, and Hosea. Songs of Songs teaches us it's time to focus on the king. Nothing else matters but the king. Nothing else matters. It's a time to come before the king, to be seen by the king, and to please the king. We saw that in this place, God raised prophetic voices 
raise, put prophetic voices. People who were unwilling prophets, people who did not sign up to be prophets, and they just had to do things because God said so. Jeremiah, don't look on their faces, just look on me and say, whatever I put on your mouth, that's what I want you to say in this season. Ezekiel said the same thing. Don't look, whether they're listening to you or not, say it. Of course, we know that while Jeremiah was prophesying, there were also other prophets who were saying their own thing. But the Lord will help us to stay focused in this season, stay focused on him. Many voices, but we must stay focused on his voice. Hear his voice, declare his voice. It might not be the popular thing, but just say what he has in mind. Say it anyway. Nobody is listening, just say it. It's a time of shaking in the nations fell. The prophets spoke against nations, spoke about the collapse of Babylon, the collapse of Judah. The shaking is going on in nations. And of course, from the book of Daniel, we see that this is a time of unshakable commitment to God, unshakable commitment to God. Thank God for the nation's rage meetings. Unshakable commitment. That Daniel was no longer in his land, but he found himself in Babylon with his friends and others, but they stayed committed to God. We pray that in these seasons, the Lord will also give us such unshakable commitment wherever we are. Doesn't matter which part of the world the shaking is there, but that the Lord will help us to stand and to continue to shine as light that through us, our world will see, through us, our world will be helped because it's a season of darkness. God had to uh, make the luminaries on the fourth day, even though he had said, let there be light on the fourth day, because the season is like a fight back season for darkness, but the Lord will prevail by light, shining through his word and shining through his people. Now, the last and the fifth uh, the fifth pattern is the fourth seven chapters of the Bible. I'm talking about chapters 22 to 28. In chapter 22, Genesis 22 to 28 are test chapters. In Genesis 22, Abraham was tested. In 23, he lost his wife. In 24, Rebecca was tested. In 25, Esau sold his birthright and it just continued. They are test chapters. In Numbers 22 to 28, we find the same pattern. Balaam was tested. The king came to him, please come and curse Israel. But Balaam said, I would need to hear from God first of all. By the time he heard from God, he was still willing to know if he could go with the king. He was tested. Israel, he couldn't curse Israel, but Israel, 24,000 people fell in chapter 25 because of idol worship and immorality. 
First Samuel chapter 22 to 28, we see the same thing. This is 2022, the seven years season will end 2028. So it's like going through Genesis 22 to 28 for the body of Christ. It's like going through Numbers 22 to 28. It's like going through 1 Samuel 22 to 28. In, 22 to, in 1 Samuel 22 to 28, that's where the trials of David were. Now he had to escape from Saul and then move from cave to cave, trying to save his life, trying to survive with his men. But by chapter 28, Saul received the sentence of death. That you will go to war, but you will not come back. You and your children will die. Matthew 28, we have the same thing. The, the last days of Jesus' ministry on earth. The crucifixion ending with the resurrection. In Acts 22 to 28, we have a similar thing. Those were the trial chapters for the Apostle Paul. But by the time he got to Rome in chapter 28, there was vindication. So it's not just about, it's not just about the test, but it helps us to, it just gives us a pattern. This is not set in stone. It just gives us a pattern. It's a model that could help us say, this is what scripture might show concerning this. But the good thing is that in the 28, we always have the triumph, the vindication. In Genesis 28, God spoke to Jacob as if he had no problem. I would never leave you or forsake you until I have performed my word. And then he went off. And you're wondering, why bless him this way? In Numbers 28, they were going to fight and make sure that Balaam is killed. In 1 Samuel 28, David's adversity was coming to an end. In Matthew 28, Jesus rose from the dead. In Acts 28, Paul was in his own hired house, nobody restricting him, and he was preaching the gospel. So that shows us, yeah, we might have some trial, we might have some testings, but it will end with vindication. It will end with victory. It will end with triumph. So we can, you know, look into these patterns and have hope besides the principles and the promises of God's word that we have. But even the patterns also show us that we are in good hands, that God is on our side. So whether from the narrative of the fourth day of creation, this is the day of light. Light will prevail over the darkness of this season. That is what the word of God reveals. It doesn't matter how thick the darkness is, when the sun rises, the darkness must give way. And we are the light of the word. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word, the leading of the Holy Spirit, we have the light. So it might look dark in our world, but we trust God that the light will shine and that government is in the heavens, not in the earth. And that God who led Israel through the 
fourth book of the Bible, he would see us through. So these patterns, I just share these patterns in God's word to be able to encourage our hearts, to be able to help us to pray and um, to be able to guide our hearts to know that, yeah, God has a plan. We are not in a very strange season. The, Lord, the Holy Spirit had captured this season before we got there. And we can trust him who knows the way to lead us as we move on. That is what Lord would have uh, me to share with us this morning. And as we round off this, I don't know what, if Brother Edward is here to lead us in prayer, receive the word. If, uh, if Pastor Sheldon can help me stand in because I am sorry I joined him late. Okay, over to you, Sheridan. Well, pa passing the back here, this is good. Eh? <laughs> You're throwing it around the nations of the world. Eh? No, you take it. No, you take it. Eh? Uh, no, you know what? That, that sounds like family. We're passing the back. Uh, yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to break into rooms or just pray separately? You just want to Whatever pray individually. Want. Yeah, I think maybe we just pray and respond to this kind of word. Yeah. I think as you were speaking, there's a lot. There's a lot of symbolism that goes, you know, through the word of God that gives us these patterns and rhythms and the understanding of seven is quite pertinent, actually, in the Bible. And it reminded me of a word I read recently with a guy who was speaking about this time and the era and the season that we're living in now is that he was saying that there's no time on the earth since the times of Noah that the whole world was affected by something that we've just walked through when you and you think about that you think god is at work god was at work with the times of noah and sue you've said that a hundred times in these calls we are living in the times of noah and there's so much of that comparison of what god is showing us but how you've shared you and kim this morning is that everything we walk through every single time god always redeems and vindicates his people and stands for his people we've got to We've just got to trust and believe in him. And we released this prophetic word on Sunday morning over our church community. But a lot of stuff is also speaking about the third trimester of, of the releasing and the birthing of something. And it's almost like God is saying to us, it's the final push, people. We've got to believe in him. It doesn't seem like it. We've walked into this new kind of era and season. And there's a lot that feels like it's the same, but we're in the final push. Of God is asking us to keep trusting him, keep believing him and holding on to his word that is the truth to us. And you've beautifully just painted a picture around the word of God that just and it speaks in its different ways and its timings of things like that. So we honor God this morning. So let's just pray. And I'm sure then individuals, we can just pray and thank God for what he's doing and helping us in this time to understand what he's speaking, what he's saying to us in this new era and new season that we're walking into. So, Father, we just want to thank you that. As your people, we can always come to you. We come to you with open hearts. As Hebrews says, we approach your throne of grace with boldness and confidence. Lord, as children of the living God, we come before you this morning and we stand in your throne room and we acknowledge the space you have made and given us access, Jesus, to be before the throne of our mighty God. And we do come before you, Lord Jesus, speaking, asking saying, Lord, that you would continue to move around the nations. We say to you, Lord, that we trust you. We lean into you with everything that we have, Lord, knowing that in our own strength, we will fall short. We've seen these patterns in the Bible, how people in their own strength, they rose up, they chose their own way, they chose their own things. 
and then you moved and you acted. And we thank you that over this last two years, Lord, we have seen the sifting. We have seen the chaff and wheat breaking forth in this time. And a people in this time and era now are arising with true understanding that you are the ruler and the king of the nations, that our hearts are rested and secure in you. And no matter what we walk through, we can trust you. We can know that your plans for us are good, plans to bring us a hope in the future, and you will prosper us. And you will walk us into these things. And Father, we just acknowledge that this morning, that as we're walking into these new times and new eras, we know 2021 has got a different feeling about it from these last two years. We know you're about a good thing. And so, Father, help us as your people to give this last push of trust, this last push of believing, and our faith arises in you that you're about a good thing. So we honor you this morning. We trust you and we thank you for who you are in us and through us in Jesus' name. Thank you. Brother Kim, I just want to point out something to you. This is really an interesting teaching that you're bringing forward because we're in 44 days right now to Purim. And you've got an amazing gift to pull these numbers together. I hope everybody recognizes it. Would you, and what one of the things that you spoke is one of the things I've been sensing that there's going to be a new prophetic release in this these 44 days that's going to bring us to the open doors, to the pathway forward, to the way of life in the midst of increasing darkness. And the other thing that you said is about preparing for war. And Chuck Pierce came also out with a word on that too. But I was looking that up today. And when David failed to go to war, he fell into sin. And that's the caution for us today, that we are not to fear the battle ahead. We are to prepare and to strengthen ourselves in the Lord and to strengthen what God is doing on this watch. We've been, Fred and I, most of the times after these calls, we're meeting in the hallway weeping (laughs) over what just happened. And I really feel like we need to press into the sense of a breakthrough, a prophetic spirit breaking through. We're starting to see results on the news, a breaking down of this control situation over this COVID stuff. And I feel like we need to encourage one another in the Lord with this word. And Kim, maybe if you could, if we could just cry out for this new release of prophetic wind across the nations. It's going to blow this stuff away. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. You changed the times and the seasons. Lord, it pleased you to place the major prophets within the 47 books of the Bible. And Lord, that is indicating to us that in this season, you will be raising prophetic voices. Lord, that prophets with your word, prophets whose mouths you have touched, prophets who have, whose ears you have, prophets who have submitted all attention to you, prophets who are willing to go where you want them to go, do what you want them to do. Lord, say exactly what you want them to say. Lord, that in this season, Lord, these voices are springing up from all of every part of this world. Lord, we just ask that there's a release of this grace. Even as we go through these 44 days, that this prophetic unction is released in this 
in this on this platform and through this platform in the mighty name of Jesus that the Jeremiah's will speak up the Ezekiel's will rise the Daniel's will rise with visions and understanding and grace to interpret puzzles and uh, read the handwriting on the wall Lord that the Hosea's who will do your will even when it doesn't look reasonable Lord that you will release this grace oh God and like the, the Shulamite in in, 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 in Song of Songs, Lord, will be yielded to you, walking in intimacy with you, so that the heavens can be opened unto us to see. Lord, you are calling us at this time, like in Revelation chapter 4, say, come up hither, Lord, grant us to rise to that mountain where we can hear you and see you and be able to declare. Father, we want to thank you because you have gone ahead of us in this and we we receive what you have to do we receive that our mouths are open our ears are opened our eyes are open to see thank you father in jesus christ's name we pray amen i i feel like this is so important this release of the prophetic is it's gonna there's gonna be a whole new strength of the prophetic movement across the nations and it's not going to be just a few clarion voices it's going to be many and the, the, Jesus said that Elijah is going to come first to restore all things. So, Father, I pray for the spirit of Elijah to start rising up within us, Father, that there is a stirring even tonight across the nations that the wind of your will is being broken over our heads, over the resistance that we've been through. Father, I thank you that you're going to pour your spirit out on all flesh. Your young men and your old men and your young women and your old women shall prophesy and they shall dream dreams and that we shall have interpretation father that is accurate that will break through the bars of iron and bring forth your light into this dark world father in jesus name we pray for this light to just be a flame of fire across the nations tonight in jesus mighty name amen amen is shirley momberg on by chance yes she's here i'm just going to introduce i've been talking to shirley she's going to lead us after we're through with the with the nation's rage, Shirley has her PhD in the prophetic ministry, and she's an amazing person of God. Would you like to pray into this? This I think God is opening this door for what you have. He knows what He's imparted into you, and He's opening the door tonight. Oh, with pleasure, and um, Susan, Father God. <laughs> Lord, we just are so excited. Lord, our hearts are pounding. Our hearts are beating. Our spirits are crying out, saying, come, Lord Jesus, come. Lord, we thank you for your anointing. Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power. We thank you for this time. This is such an auspicious time. Father, thank you for the privilege of carrying your name, the privilege of carrying your word, and the privilege of carrying the body of Christ, Lord, as you've called us to undergird and to lift and to speak life, to speak truth and to bring forward your purposes into the earth. Father, we just thank you that the prophetic is being unleashed and released in a way that has never been experienced on this earth. Father, we thank you for Joel. We thank you for Acts, Lord, where your word says that your sons and your daughters and your male servants and your female servants will prophesy, will dream dreams. And Father, we call that down. We call those things that are not as though they are. 
Father, we thank you for the remnant that is rising. We thank you for a thirst and a hunger for more of you, Lord. We thank you for the more, God. Thank you, Lord, for insight and revelation and understanding. Thank you, Lord, that our eyes are being opened, that our ears are being opened to the new things that you are bringing. Father, help us to see beyond the natural. Help us to see what you are doing and saying in every moment. Help us not to be distracted by the things of the earth, but help us to look to you, Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Susan, I don't know why I, I, I feel this. I don't understand it. Maybe Kim or Shirley can give me some insight into this, but every time I get onto the African watch, I feel such a drawing in my spirit to, to just lift up Africa and the African watch and to just say, I just feel in my spirit again and again that I need to say, I want to say, we need you, Africa, in the world. We, we need you in the global watch, not just in the global watch, but as part of the church, that your function, which I don't think you even fully understand as a continent, is so essential to what God is doing in the end times. And it is just, we want to say, we, we love you. We appreciate you. We need you in what God is doing in these end times. And I think that as Kim, you're giving a really kind of a prophetic word, and then surely your excitement of what God is doing. I think that that's, that's very real. God is releasing something prophetic in these end times, but I think he's doing something special through Africa. And it's just, I don't understand why I feel this way, but I feel such a pull, such a draw. It's like, I can't not say it. And it's not just being nice. It's not just, I'm not just trying to be nice to the people in Africa. I'm just trying to say, we, we need you. We in the, in the world and what God is doing in the world, we need you to fully participate and not be a, a stepchild, not be a second-class citizen, but fully come to the place where God has called you in the nations. And so we just declare that's going to happen right now. There's going to be a new revelation, a new understanding of Africa and the believers in Africa in this season. We just declare, and it's going to be a, a, a coming together has never happened before. We just, we just declare that in Jesus' name. Sheldon, help me with this. You might have some revelation into this. I don't know. I don't understand it, but I just can't, I can't not say it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, Fred. The Lord has laid in my heart for years now, that verse when the first will be last and the last will be first. And there's something about Africa that's always been lost. And in this new time and era, God is raising this continent to, to be first and how that looks and what that looks like. I don't know, but I, I really feel what you are touching into, you see, is the reality of Africa lives with the orphan spirit is that we don't have anything to offer and the the confidence that Africa needs to arise into that understanding of being children sons heirs to the throne of the yeah. mighty God and that's the arising that's the understanding of what we need to arise in and understand and carry there's a uniqueness there's a vulnerability there's a beauty about Africa that the world is drawn to the sound of Africa the everything that people are drawn to the freedom in Africa is the rhythm, you guys got rhythm and you yeah, got the rhythm. Of Africa, 100%. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I, I, okay, so I just want to declare that that 
to the extent that there's an orphan spirit in Africa, we just say that spirit is coming down in Jesus' name. That is not what true what Africa is all about. That's not the true Africa. And so we just say that the true Africa, the true blessing of the Lord over Africa is coming forth in this season now in Jesus name. I, I say this with a lot of fear and trepidation, but I've said it before. And I think that that moving into the prophetic stream first with Africa is going to lead it into the place where there is establishment of leadership. It's, it's, I, I, I believe with all my heart, I've seen it here in America, how Africans have a natural gift of ability to lead. And God has, I, unfortunately, the enemy saw that and he wants to keep you into slavery and push you back. And that's not what God is saying. God is calling you forward Amen. in, in this hour. And I hope I said that correctly. <laughs> it's just, honestly, there's a redemptive gift there that we must open our eyes to and cry out for because the world is going to need it now. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's to confirm what you're saying, Fred, Sue, and Sheldon, and in a local prayer meeting at the local prayer movement, we received a prophetic word and it summarizes what you guys have just said. And I'll read the word of uh, verbatim, which says, this was the Lord saying that you are not operating at your optimum. I have work undone over a long time, which should have been accomplished by now. Yet I have a lot waiting to be done. You have not finished the work in your nation when nations are waiting for your input. The work you are doing now in your nation is basically a training for you so that you can do, so that you can go out and deliver nations. Why are your hands tied, your legs held when I've set you? So, um, Edward. That needs to go out on the signal groups, if you could, please. Okay, I will. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's... We agree with that word. That is so powerful. But that prophetic yeah. word is asking a question. Why are you being held back when he's calling you into a sonship position? And that's, I agree with you, Fred, ever since I came on the wall, every Africa, I don't want to miss an African one. If I feel sick, I'll make sure I get on for these watches because you as a team draw me into a place in him that is very unique. And there is such a sonship. And I mean that whole Hebraic understanding, not adopted in as a child in the family, but that what Dean Briggs talked about, you would come into that sonship role of reigning under the father. That's over Africa. That is over the continent of Africa. And I see that coming up in your leadership. And this, you know, I mean, it's, it's an African watch. I saw my first clear cut on the wall uh, gatekeeper that just all of a sudden out of Ethiopia, this person was talking and I went, oh my goodness, Abba, there's a gatekeeper just as clear as could be not recognizing it herself, but absolutely speaking out of that position and that authority. And I think if it's not recognized, it's possible that we as a global community have not 
met you or acknowledged you in that position. And it's time we did that tonight. I, I really want you to hear me. You're already there. The orphan spirit has to fall away because it doesn't belong to you. I, I, I agree with it. What's been needed is recognition. Yes, I was just going to say that, Stu. That's, that's what you said, Hannah. And we're just so recognizing important. it. Yep, yep. Corporately. We're, 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 I, I, we've spoken it before, but now there's a corporate agreement and yep. a call that has been loosed tonight on this. And part of this 44 days, and Kim, you just nailed the timing thing. It's all, oh my goodness. We're in a convergence tonight. Yes. There's a prophetic arrow that has struck the earth Myrna. oh sorry go ahead is that you Shirley go ahead no I'm sorry it's Myrna go ahead Sue I just wanted to share what I typed in the message to you that we're speaking of adoption and this morning Carolyn mentioned that as part of a rude word I don't recall the word but I was I'm at work so I don't have my notes but maybe that's where that comes in where Fred is feeling about the spirit of adoption being put in place of the orphan spirit being cast down for Africa and other nations, but maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what Carolyn was talking about this morning. Yes. Yes. It's just, I don't, you know how it is when you feel something, such a strong push in your spirit, you can't even put it into words. You can't fully articulate what it is that the Lord is doing, but I'm trying my best to put it into words, but there is a push. It's almost like a, a giving birth that God is trying to give birth to something yes. in, in Africa and really get rid of that orphan spirit because it is that orphan spirit is holding back something that is coming out of Africa that God has birthed that is, is going to shift the world and shift what's happening in the world. And so we just, we don't, Lord, we don't fully understand it, but we want to say, Lord, we, we want to recognize what it is that you're doing, that you're doing something unique in the continent of Africa, in all the nations in Africa, each one contributes their own piece to this. And we say, come Lord Jesus. We say, Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done. We just said, say, let it, let the rivers of living water in Africa spring forth. Let it happen in, in these next few days as we have this 44 days praying every day that, that it's that Haman spirit is coming down, the orphan spirit is coming down. There's going to be a new freedom being released over the, the continent yes. of Africa. There's going to be a new voice yes. in Africa. The prophetic, the prophetic anointing, the prophetic voice is going to be released like never before. And there's going to be tremendous fruit. And, uh, and we just declare that in Jesus' name. We just declare it. We say, come forth, Lord, do your work in this mighty continent in Jesus' name. I, I honestly, I just hear a thundering in heaven. Yeah. I think it's maybe because of they have already learned as first maybe of all to fight these spiritual battles against because it's so obvious in Africa with the evil spirits and all the witchcraft and they have learned to deal with this and we in our fears for us it's not so biased and so we can learn from them how to fight these uh, spiritual battles because I know that I learned it the first from an African 
teacher here in Germany, the spirit battles. I, I just want to, I, I just want to draw attention to something here that what we just experienced on this call, and I've written about it and I've talked about it, but it's not uh, practiced much in the church. It's the called the ministry of recognition. But it's, I believe it's a vital key and it's not to be misutilized and handled carelessly, but when it's used, utilized in God's time and in his purpose, it brings heaven to earth. When Peter recognized Jesus for who he was, it was the first time any human man, any person had recognized Jesus as the Messiah. And what happened was that it completely shifted the atmosphere there in the front of the gates of hell at Caesarea Philippi. And it, in Matthew 16 is a turning point in that book from ministering to the people to going to Jerusalem. The chapter after that, he's transfigured. You, this is a transforming, it's a transforming ministry. And Father, I pray for all of us to open our eyes to those around us who need that who are dying on the dying on their doorsteps because nobody cares nobody speaks life into the thing very thing that you've created them for and i pray father for a, a spirit of adoption to loose itself over all of us and this orphan spirit be out the door father open our eyes and open our ears to what you are saying to one another that we can be truly a body of encouragers and, and cause your kingdom to expand within our lives and to promote and to move us forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. I, um, can, I, can I just say something? I know it's a bit late, but yesterday before we came home from Gozo, we went to see a Ghanaian woman who gave birth to a child. She's married to a Belgian man. They're living in Gozo. And the way that this woman was treated because this child came one month ahead of time. And I feel we need to repent for our attitude towards Africa. And, and this was her fourth child, again, number four. So it, it's all coming so much together. So if I may, Father, I want to repent, Father, from Morta on behalf of how we have looked down at Africa and the African people. Father, we ask you for mercy. Father, we thank you, Lord God. The child is born. It has been born. It's there already. <laughs> Father, all we need to do, as Susan is saying, is to recognize it. Father, we recognize Africa as a prophetic voice as seeing as like the sons of Hezekiah who had the time of the, the signs of the time. They know it, they have it. Father, we just need to admit it. We need to recognize it. We need to say, Lord, we submit to you. If this is what you've chosen, say, Lord, yes, Father, we agree with what you have put in Africa. And we thank you for Africa in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Margaret. Wow, you guys, this is just the start. We need to, we, this is part of what we need to pray into over these next few weeks. So again, we are very grateful for the Africa Watch. Yes. yes. Verse 25, 
if anyone can read it and it's over Africa. Somebody read it. Yeah, I'll just read it quickly. It says, they, thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, who formed you from your womb, from the womb. I am the Lord who made all things, who alone stretches out the heavens, who spread out the earth by myself. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right. We are in, we're, we're, we're way over time here. It's, it's 9-11. Yeah, this is to be, to be, this is to be continued. You know what, Hannah, I, I, I want you to, I want you to close us off in prayer. You have a, you, you have a prophetic understanding and a prophetic blessing for Africa as we close off in prayer. Susan, is there any, are there any, are there, before Hannah prays, are there any? I'm speechless. Yeah, I know. Me too. Me too. All right. Hannah, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. You yeah, yeah. Prayer. Somebody's got to rise to the occasion. Come I know when I first came on my very first African watch, the word I got was holy reverence. This team carries a deep fear of the Lord, a reverence, a holiness that the, the, the whole body in the world, the whole global watch needs to catch and see the depth, the maturity and the leadership here. But what I'm getting right now is, and I was trying to find it quickly. And of course, I never find anything quickly, but I think it was Gabriel that came to Daniel and said to him, okay, I've come because you've asked a question and I have, here's the answer. But then he said to him afterwards, look into this vision and deeply understand it. So what Pastor Nakem has opened up tonight is deep. It's far deeper than we're touching right now. Yes, it hooks on the four, but it hooks really into this call, this Esther call. So I don't know who's putting together the edict at the very end, the actual decree that's going to go out. We're, we're we working on it. <laughs> it. It was a, it was a two-folded thing, right? Twice she had the banquet of wine. Twice she has she had the scepter extended in a way that said, what do you want, Esther? What do you really want? And that's what these 44 days are for us as a global community. What do we want? Do we really care about Africa? Do we really care about her destiny? Do we want to see that not just the spirit of Haman comes down, but the entire destructive spirit that's cloistered around a virus called COVID that's come over the earth to rip destinies away from people, destinies away from people groups, destinies away from nations, and to rip the kingdom out of God's hands and out of his ecclesia. We want to take that thing down in all its full dimension and have that double portion that's released at Purim, right? That's what we're asking for. So would not Africa be a part of that? Can we see this orphan thing come down completely at the end of these 44 days and see that double door open to them because they not only hold a prophetic destiny, and I've seen it over you too, Sheldon, you have prophetic worship. I see it over Femi and I see it over Nikam. Yomi, and I hear these prophetic words come out of your mouths and I realize that you carry a lot within Africa and we want the whole full meal deal come out of that continent and come out of these right. nations. That's what we're, that's what we're <laughs> reaching for. So dig into this, everybody who's on the call tonight and anybody who listens to this afterwards, dig into what came up right at the end of this, even what Shirley put in the chat about 444 because I don't understand that surely so I'm gonna to have to dig into that but go deep with this so that we can call it out of Africa and do them the justice they deserve okay. all in together that's what it's about so Ava <laughs> lead us on in Yeshua's name amen and all God's people said amen. Amen.